Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. It's the Heather and Poolboy Show on Alice 107.7. It's Thriller Thursday on Alice 107.7. Thriller Thursday brought to you by Little Caesars, Party City, and Rock City Outfitters. Let's just hop right into it and get you that first story of the morning. It says this is a true story that happened earlier this year. I live with my husband and children in a nice, quiet part of town. One night after the children were in bed, my husband went to the store to pick up some items we did not have time to go out for earlier in the day. While he was gone, I happened to glance out of the kitchen windows to see a strange van parked in our driveway. No deliveries were expected. No work was being done to the house. Anxiously, I decided to call my husband to tell him to come home immediately before I called the police. I knew once I telephoned the police, they would stay on the line with me and I would not have another chance to call my husband. While the phone rang, as my husband took an agonizingly long time to answer, I began checking to make sure each external door was locked. But when I got to the front door, it was already slightly opened. I knew there was someone already in the house. Heart pounding and gripped with fear, I woke up, shaken to my core, but thankful it was only a dream. Later that evening, as I recounted the dream to my husband, we both instinctively looked over at the front door. And there it stood, slightly opened, just as it had been in my dream. We had not used the front door, and no one had been to our home that day that we knew of. Ooh. Title that one, Van Go! Creepy van out front. It's Thriller Thursday on Alice 107.7. And it's brought to you by Party City, River City Outfitters, home of the Thriller Thursday t-shirt, and Little Caesars, home of the Fanceroni pepperoni. <laughs> It's frighteningly good. Oh, gosh. So fancy. Frighteningly fancy is what it is. First story you heard this morning was titled Van Gogh. You want to vote for it? 501-403-4321. Say Van Gogh. Or maybe it's this story. Growing up as a little girl, I didn't have both parents living in the household. I lived with my mother, but I was able to see my father periodically throughout my life. This was something that was normal to me until I started school. My mother said I would always come back home from school asking questions like, Why doesn't father live with us? Or, Are you two married or not? She always has a reasonable answer to these questions, so eventually I stopped asking. My father was a little weird, but he seemed sweet when I was little. I'd get to see him on weekends, but it was either at my mother's house, the park, or in a neutral location like McDonald's or something. By the time I was 12, I had yet been able to stay or go to my father's house. 
for my birthday had just passed and I just got my first cell phone, which meant I could go to more places without my mother. During this moment in my life, I finally had the courage to ask my mother if I could spend the night at my father's house one weekend. She was very hesitant and said she had to think it over. Next thing I remember is the car ride to my father's house. The whole way she kept saying things like, your dad is kind of different than some people we know. So please call me at any time of the day if you don't want to stay any longer. I heard her warnings, but the next thing I know, I'm standing for the first time in the house where my father lives. He kept most of the lights off and most of the furniture looked old and dated. In this house, he had stairs leading to a basement. To me, this was actually the coolest part of the house because it had a TV, two beds, and my own bathroom. There were also some bookshelves filled with DVDs that I'd never seen before. And I looked around down there. I knew this was going to be a fun weekend. Or so I thought. After a fun day, it was time to get ready for bed, so I went downstairs to the basement. I'd been asleep for a few hours, and I woke up to loud footsteps from upstairs. Sounded like someone was pacing around the living room. I got up and went upstairs to check it out, and also to get something from the fridge. All the lights were out upstairs. I opened the refrigerator door to get some water. The light from the fridge traveled to the living room where I could see someone sitting on the sofa. It was my father. I walked up to him and said, Dad, are you okay? He slowly responded, I'll be fine. Just go back downstairs and go to sleep. He kept staring at the wall in front of him. He didn't look right. He was sweating, almost looked irritated. I carefully did what he asked, opened the basement door, and locked it behind me. I tried to fall asleep, but I couldn't, not after seeing him like that. I was beginning to regret my decision to stay over at my father's house. So with quick judgment, I decided to call my mom so she could come get me. The phone rang a couple of times, and then she answered. I told her everything, and she started freaking out. She said that she was coming to get me now and to call 911 immediately. I'd never heard her freak out like this before, so I got anxious and nervous. I hung up the phone and began dialing 911, and that's when I started hearing the footsteps upstairs again. It sounded like someone was walking real fast in random directions. The operator answered, and I didn't know what to say. I was focused on the footsteps and where they were going. The operator repeated her words, 911, what's your emergency? The only thing I could say was his address, and then I heard louder footsteps moving to the kitchen, and then I heard a loud boom. He was at the basement door trying to open it, but thank God I locked it. I kept hearing the operator on the phone trying to ask questions, but I didn't know what to say or do. I hid under the bed so that I could try to talk to her, but the basement door burst open. My dad was running down the stairs with a knife, and he was acting mad covered my mouth so he wouldn't hear me. I could barely see him, but I saw his feet move to one of the beds close to me. He began to wildly stab the bed mattress next to me like a wild animal. The contents of the mattress and pillows were flying in the air. I wanted to scream, but I knew I couldn't. He stopped, then moved to my bed. He started stabbing my mattress, and I let out a blood-curdling scream. I blacked out. The next thing I remember was waking up by an ambulance. I was on a stretcher. Luckily, I wasn't hurt. I saw my mom's face with tears streaming down. I look around and saw red and blue lights. I saw cops' cars, 
And then I saw him, my father. He was in the back of a cop car, smiling at me. He didn't look like the sweet man I knew him to be. He looked different, like a maniac or someone who was possessed. My father wasn't just weird. He was absolutely crazy. After some time, my mother told me a lot of disturbing things about my father and why they split apart before I was born. I also learned that he was adopted at a young age due to a crazy accident involving his parents and uncle. To this day, my mother still hasn't forgiven herself for letting me go to his house, and I've yet to see my father again. Dead beat dad. Dead beat dad. Second story of this morning, Thriller Thursday, that first being Van Gogh. I have a story to share. Context has to be given first. I dropped out of college to join the military at 19 and went to boot camp. After graduation, all military personnel across all branches go to their respective job training schools that are scattered across the country. My school was in Fort Sam, Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas. As students, we do stand watch around the barracks and have security who stays in one stop to secure the area, and rovers, those who walk around to check on things. During school, I was normally put on the 0200-0400 watch as a rover. I remember lots of times where freaky stuff would happen, and I'll share three instances. Once I was roving with a good buddy of mine during the 0200-0400 watch. There were barracks rooms being renovated, so they were empty. All doors were shut, lights were off, chairs were put on top of the desks. We checked in the rooms for trouble, saw nothing, and went along our way. We heard scuffling behind us, and in a span of five seconds, all the lights were on, the chairs flipped over, and all the doors were open. We avoided that wing for the rest of the night. Second story, I was once again on the 0200-0400 watch and with a different person. It was the normal door slamming behind us and whatnot all night until we heard the people on the quarter deck the entrance where security stands freaking out and trying to keep quiet we go to the quarter deck and the others on watch with us are pale my roving buddy and I look around and every single door opens even the locked ones we all freak out and move together as a group for the rest of the watch third story a few days later after the aforementioned incident I woke up at around 2.30 I make eye contact with an apparition of a woman. She appeared to me waist up with black hair to about her shoulders and in a white top with indistinguishable bottoms. For some reason, I wasn't scared, but I sure was intimidated. The best way I can describe the feeling in the air is, what the are you doing in my house? It was primarily a calm confusion and a bit of hopelessness. My roommate was asleep and I didn't want to wake her up. Not knowing what to do, I decided to pray. I threw the blanket over my head and prayed the Lord's Prayer. When I looked up, she was gone. I bought a necklace the next day with a cross on it, and on the back it was John 19.30. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. I prayed over it and still wear it everywhere three years later. I never believed in ghosts until I got to that base. I know I'm not the only one with a story, especially from there. I appreciate you taking the time to read this. The Watchman. It's Thriller Thursday. 
I'm going to read this little handwritten one next. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was handwritten by a... Little boy that came up to me at a football How old? game. I don't know. You don't know? mm Okay. Younger Ele- than the Elementary. 12? Ele- yes, younger than that. Uh, Older than seven. May- maybe in that area. Okay. Definitely in that area. All right. Seven, eight, be nine, good. somewhere around there. Does it have a title? Did he title it? Let's see. Or do I get the honor? No, no title. Uh-uh. So I'm at a football game, and a little boy named John walks up to me and hands me a folded piece of paper. I don't want you to go any further if he did not say, here's Johnny. He didn't even tell me his name. I had to look on the story that he signed Missed opportunity, Johnny. And then he vanished into thin air. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. So this is it. This is handwritten. Hadn't had one of these in forever. And there may be a reason for it. We'll see. Here we go. I went to my friend's house, and there was a haunted house next door. The house burned down in the 1800s, killing a family. The little boy who lived in the house was playing with matches, causing the fire and his death. One night, my friend dared me to go over to the burned house and go into the little boy's room. As soon as I went in, all I could see was ash in the air. It was hard to see, but I saw the ash start to form a figure. The smell of smoke was so strong, I was coughing. The figure of ash and smoke started to form into a dark shadow of a small boy. I was so scared I couldn't move or speak. Then I felt something push me down and heard a little voice say, Run, run, or you will burn. I ran so fast back to my friend's house. I told my friend, nothing happened. I was scared to talk about it. The next morning, I woke up and went downstairs to eat. I thought, maybe it was all a dream. My friend looked at me. His face looked scared. He turned white as a ghost. He asked me, What is that on your shirt? I looked down and I saw two black, ashy handprints on my shirt. John Ross. Masterpiece. Well done, John. Should I say Jonathan? That was a that was a man story. Was it a man story? Yeah, that's a Jonathan right yeah. there. Yeah, man, good one. Ashes to ashes. Yes. We all fall down. <laughs> it's Thriller Thursday. Brought to you by Rock City Outfitters, not River City Outfitters. Yeah, which keeps, I like to keep saying. Keep saying it wrong, and I don't know why. Also, Little Caesars and Party City. Khalil has written to us a story about his family. He says, my dad started dating this woman a couple years ago, and she would come by the house 
and me and my siblings got to know her. One thing we found out is that her daughter died just a few years old. And this is really sad to hear. She didn't like to mention much about her besides that. But one time when I was in the kitchen, I don't know how the topic was brought up, but she told me about a time when her and her friend were sitting at the dining table. They were eating lunch and they saw her old toy swing start to sway slightly. They thought it was weird, but they sort of just ignored it. They were just about to finish eating when they both heard a distant little voice that said, I'm here, Mommy. Her friend confirmed that she heard it too, and she burst into tears. Of course, after I heard this story, I told my siblings. We were all amazed and scared at the story. About a year later, my dad and her got married. Coincidentally, they got married two days before her daughter's, what would have been, eighth or ninth birthday. The day of her birthday, me and my brother and sister were at our grandmother's house when our dad came to pick us up. We were all walking out the door when from the kitchen table we heard, I'm here, Daddy. I will remember that moment forever. I don't know what to title that one. I'm at a loss. I think I just want to call it Daddy. Daddy? Mm Mm-hmm. We'll just do it, Daddy. We'll just go with Daddy. We'll just go with Daddy. When in doubt, go with Daddy. That's what I've always thought. 403 4321. Vote for your favorite story Don't this morning. His name, call him daddy. That's it. That's who's your daddy. They like that. Apparently. Who's your daddy and what does he do? 403 4321. Tell us your favorite story this morning. More Thriller Thursday on the way next. Heather and Poolboy Show. It's Alice 107.7. Wake up. All the hits and Heather and Poolboy in the morning. The best of both worlds on Alice 107.7. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.